Before I had an assistance dog, um, I lost my job and lost my confidence. It literally went through the floor. I lost my independence, basically, which made it really hard and life became very difficult. I wasn't the person that I used to be, so I hated it, basically. Life was horrible. <laughs> Some years ago now, I had my purse stolen from me and suddenly I realised just how vulnerable I am. So I only went out when I got my husband with me and that's when I thought that I needed help and the best way for me was a dog. That's an extract from a video produced by Dog Aid. It's a charity set up 30 years ago to help train people with physical disabilities to, in turn, train their pet dogs to become their helpers rather than just their furry companions. The problem here in Edinburgh is that there's no shortage of people who'd love to have an assistance dog, but a real shortage of people willing and able to provide the training. Kate Armitage is a volunteer manager for the charity, and this coming week she's coming up from its headquarters in Shropshire to host sessions for potential trainers, the first of which will be held on Monday afternoon at Belfield Community Hub here in Portobello. We are coming out to Belford and we are showcasing the work of Dog Aid. Potential trainers will be able to meet with some of our trainers, some of our clients, they'll hear their stories. And it's so important to be able to put our clients and our current trainers in the centre of everything we're doing. Our clients really are absolutely everything we do as a charity and their stories really, really showcase the work we're doing. So potential trainers will be able to hear from our clients and our trainers around what it's like to be involved in our charity and the sort of roles we're recruiting for. So do you have clients waiting here in Portobello or Edinburgh generally to have their dog prepared to, to assist them? Absolutely. We have a number of clients in the Edinburgh area and we don't have any trainers at the moment. So our clients are waiting and really, really excited to be able to pair with a trainer. So we'd be really, really keen to hear from any professional trainers in the area. We'll have an hour, an hour or two hours a week to volunteer their time. So what's involved in the training? We have three levels of the training. Initially, a trainer would be paired with a client within 30 minutes of their home address. Our trainers go to our clients' homes because a number of our clients have obviously have physical disabilities, have a number of restrictions in their lives, and also may not have the confidence to leave. You know, at the moment, this, this is a huge journey they're taking on with dog aid and with their dog. So our trainers initially go to our clients. They would do an initial assessment on them to see how, how that dog is set up, how happy that dog is, how ready that dog is. It's really, really important for us to make sure that the dog is in the right place and the welfare of the dog is paramount to our services. So the trainer would do an initial assessment. And then once they've been accepted and they've been paired with that client, they would go through a series of levels with that client. They would meet them once a week, once a fortnight, and basically set them home work so they set them a series of tasks they go away they come back and they and they just check on how they're doing they check on those task work and our dogs do incredible things they help our clients fetch stuff out of washing machines they put stuff in washing machines they pull light switches they pick up things off the floor if our clients have dropped them and you know we have to be careful around those tasks because obviously it's important again the welfare of the dog is paramount to make sure that those tasks are right for the dog and for the client, but those tasks work can really, really change and, and yeah, how incredible to see. One of our clients from Aberdeen actually was recently telling us that one of her dog's party tricks is when the person sneezes, the dog go and gets those, gets a tissue for them. Now, that's absolutely not a task that we were trained for, but a really nice trick that the dog can carry out. And actually, this is trick training to a certain extent. Task training is trick training. A lot of our trainers come and say, well, we've never done task training. We've never worked with assistance dogs before. But absolutely, it's just around trick training. It's around providing these dogs with a task or a trick that they can do and they absolutely love it the dogs love doing this stuff and they love helping their owners um, and giving them a, a little reward at the end of each one 
Absolutely, absolutely. We work, we only work with reward-based trainers. It's really, really important to let you know that we only work with reward-based trainers. Our trainers have to have a certain amount of experience, have to have a certain amount of understanding and also empathy for the clients they're going into. Understanding and empathy is really, really important. And it's just, it's just great fun. You know, I think our trainers get as much from it from our clients you know our trainers get this massive sense of achievement when they work with their clients and they progress them through their levels and when they qualify at the end honestly it's just incredible I went to a a qualification a little while ago and seeing how much it meant to the client and how much they can now leave their house they can do so much they've got the confidence to be able to leave their house they can go to cafes they can do all this incredible stuff that they hadn't been able to do before so yeah, that's a massive, a massive win for a trainer and for a client, I think, just that sense of achievement. There was one short clip of a video that I saw of a woman who was saying that while she was in a wheelchair with her husband, people were looking over her head and speaking to her husband. But the moment she went out with a the dog, they went, oh, hello. And they spoke yeah. to the dog and then focused their attention on her. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of our stories are the same. They have that confidence to be able to speak up and say, actually, no, I'm here as well. And and you should be absolutely speaking to me. That's really, really important. And that should never happen. You know, we should never speak to a partner or a person instead of the person that we're actually speaking to. The dogs and our assistance dogs give them the confidence to be able to speak out and, and, and go to places they wouldn't necessarily be able to go to before or have the confidence to go to. Does it require a certain type of dog? Because I can imagine it has to be, for example, a certain size. I don't imagine a a little sort of Westie, for example, being always the right kind of dog. Well, you'd be surprised. We have Chihuahuas and we have Great Danes on our books. So I think we accept any dog as long as they've got the right temperament. And that's why we do an initial assessment or trainers go out and do an initial assessment on our our dogs and our clients to make sure that the dog has the right temperament. Are they responding in a normal way? Are they reacting to certain things in a normal way? And if they are and they're happy and they really want to do it, then great, we go ahead. Obviously, the task work is different depending on the size of the dog. You know, you're not going to be expecting a a chihuahua to take your pajama bottoms off, you know, or whatever. But I think that the tasks are completely dependent on the size of the dog and what the dog can do and what the dog is happy to do but yes absolutely any breed we can we can accept so going back to the event on monday who are you hoping turn up we're really hoping that we have a number of professional dog trainers come come who want to find out more about the charity who want to who have a little bit of time to offer us Um, and it's really not a huge amount we're asking we're asking for an hour or two hours a week maximum but who is really wanting to make a difference. We also offer a huge amount of other things for our trainers. We offer a huge amount of CPD opportunities, webinars, in-person events. We also offer them the opportunity to train and adapt their skills for working with disabled people. But really a lot of our trainers, the majority of our trainers want to make a difference. And I think that is really, really what we're wanting from from potential trainers is those people who are wanting to make a difference and to work with their clients to help them achieve things that they wouldn't be able to achieve otherwise. Our model is training pet dogs. We really believe that the model of pet training our pet dogs really works really well because the bond between the dog and the owner is really, really paramount to what we do. It's the heart of all our training. It's so important because it creates lifelong partnerships and the clients are hugely invested because they know their own dog. They know them inside out and it provides a great training platform to start with in terms of, as we always say to our trainers, that you're not training the dog you're training the person to train their dog so they get a huge amount of satisfaction and achievement from training their own dog themselves as someone with some physical disabilities i can certainly understand the attraction of having an assistance dog but it's when you hear what some of them are able to do and the real benefits their owners get that you understand the importance for dog aid of finding trainers in our communities she can fetch the phone 
She can fetch my slippers or my shoes. She can fetch my stick. She can get the washing out the machine and all sorts of things like that. She also has now been trained that if I give her my watch, she'll go and find Ian, my husband. And he knows that means there's an emergency, that I've fallen or I can't get up or I'm ill. You never cease to be amazed about how wonderful these dogs are and what they do to change people's lives. Dog Aid doesn't receive any government funding. It's all through the good work of fundraisers, public, our clients, and also some corporate organisations who are willing to help us. Any money that can be raised goes to help people like me. I don't know how I would live without Elsa. She knows when I'm having a bad time and she comes and she lays her head on my lap and she looks up at me and that look says it all. She loves me and I love her. Jasper's given me back my courage, it's really given me back my independence but more than anything it's given me back my confidence to go out into the world and be me again. <laughs> So, if you know of any dog trainers who might be interested in getting involved with Dog Aid, then let them know about the session between 1 and 4 at Belfield on Monday afternoon, or at least direct them to the charity's website, dogaid.org.uk. And finally, our usual reminder that if you've an idea that you think could make an interesting episode, then contact us through social media or write an email to the 40 podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. <laughs>